0: Welcome to St. Mungo's Podcast for the Magically Deprived, where you can get your weekly Potter fix. We will be discussing the Harry Potter series chapter by chapter. If you've read the books previously or are just starting the series for the first time, we hope you enjoy this journey through Harry's adventures at Hogwarts and beyond. Please be aware that this is not a spoiler-free podcast. We may at times reference future events, people, or places. Also, there will be adult language and content. So if you have little ones listening, you may want to send them out of the room or listen at another time. Hello everyone, I'm Joe. I'm Megan. And I'm Serena. This week we'll be discussing chapter 12 of the Chamber of Secrets, the Polyjuice Potion. Serena, we'll head right over to you for the summary.
1: Harry is brought to Dumbledore's office where he witnesses Fox his phoenix burning and learns Dumbledore does not suspect him of petrifying anyone. On Christmas Day, presents are opened and the Polyjuice Potion is ready. Crab and Goyle are drugged so their hair can be stolen and then Harry, Ron, and Hermione drink the potion. Disguised as crab and Goyle, Ron and Harry infiltrate the Slytherin common room and converse with Draco Malfoy, finding he has nothing to do with the secret chamber. Upon returning to the girls' bathroom, they find Hermione has taken on cat features instead of transforming into Millicent Bulstrode.
0: All right, so last chapter, we left off with McGonagall taking Harry to Dumbledore's office. So he looks around and notices a bunch of little silver instruments, as well as portraits of previous headmasters and headmistresses. And these are some of the examples that, like the things that are mentioned casually, but then become very important later on. Harry notices the sorting hat behind Dumbledore's desk and is curious if the hat really put him in the right house. And honestly, I think he should look a little deeper into himself if he's consistently questioning whether he's been placed in the proper house or not. So he puts the hat on, and yet again, the hat says that it stands by what it said previously and that Harry would have done well in Slytherin. And Harry doesn't like this, so he takes the hat off. He sees Dumbledore's bird on a perch and watches as it bursts into flames. And this is one of those times that I feel really bad for Harry, like... Really, nothing is going right for him today. <laughs> Dumbledore walks in and Harry tries to explain about the bird, but Dumbledore's not concerned in the slightest. And he says it's about time that the bird caught fire. And he explains that Fox is a phoenix and that phoenixes burst into flames when it's time for them to die and then are reborn from the ashes. Sure enough, as they watch, a tiny little bird head pokes out from the ashes. There are so many parallels between phoenixes and like death and reincarnation. One reason I love them so much. Dumbledore goes on to tell Harry that phoenixes can carry immensely heavy loads. Their tears have healing powers and they make highly faithful pets, all of which we will see examples of later in this book. Before Harry and Dumbledore could say another word, Hagrid bursts into the office with a dead rooster swinging from his hand. He comes to Harry's defense and tells Dumbledore that Harry could not have attacked Justin Finch Fletchley. I've started writing his name as JFF just because it's so long to say his name. He comes to Harry's defense and tells Dumbledore that Harry could not have attacked Justin Finch Fletchley or Nearly Headless Nick because he had been speaking to him just moments before the attacks. He says that he'll swear to it if need be. And Dumbledore tries to speak, but Hagrid continues to plead Harry's innocence. Now, for the longest time, I thought that Hagrid was defending Harry just because he had a soft spot for him. But I'm realizing that it's because the exact same thing had happened to him in third year, where he was accused of doing uh, actually this exact same thing. And the only person that had come to his defense was Dumbledore. And he knows that Harry has nobody. So he was the one that came to Harry's defense, which I thought was really sweet. Dumbledore finally gets a few words in and he says that he does not think that Harry attacked anyone and Hagrid deflates and then leaves the room. Harry's shocked that Dumbledore does not think it was him. And I guess from his point of view, he knows that all the evidence points towards him. So he doesn't understand how Dumbledore doesn't think that it's him. Dumbledore asks Harry if there's anything else he wishes to tell him. And Harry says, no. Now this would have been the ideal time to tell the one person that could actually help him. What's what's going on? Once again. Yes. Right
2: once again. <laughs> but I think
0: that Dumbledore knows that Harry's not being truthful and in true Dumbledore yeah. fashion he's going to let him kind of figure it out on his own and come to him when he's ready to come to him. So the entire school is in a panic and there's a stampede to book seats on the Hogwarts Express for students to go home for the holidays and frankly, I'm surprised that this even took this long. I think we mentioned last episode that I don't know how parents were even letting their kids stay at school at all. Crab and Goyle, following whatever Draco does, are staying at school for the holidays. And Malfoy is the first person to usually ridicule people for not going home for Christmas so why is he staying I don't think that they've said why he's staying this year because he never stays for the holidays I think this is the only year little
2: rat he's what sorry the drama I said he's a nosy little rat but his mom
0: I mean we see like later on his mom is pretty protective of him I'm surprised that she
1: let him stay
2: Lucius was probably like dear
1: yeah I need I need eyes at the school (laughs) I don't think she was really protective until it like came to it though because I
0: mean, we honestly don't even see how she is with him until what book six, maybe?
1: Yeah, I don't think yeah. it was till he was like in danger, then she was protective of him. But I think he just wants to see the drama.
0: Yeah, I suppose she doesn't really think that he's in danger because he's a pure blood. All right, so Fred and George make light of the entire situation about the school thinking that Harry is the heir of Slytherin,
2: and poor Ginny and- is so upset about it. I
0: know, but <laughs> like, I love can you guys.
2: Open your eyeballs, please. <laughs> I love when Fred and George go in
0: front of him and they're like, make way for the (laughs) heir of
2: Slytherin.
0: And Percy's obviously not impressed.
2: He's not impressed with anything. I like that they bewitch his prefect badge to say pinhead. Pinhead.
0: (laughs) So Hermione informs Ron and Harry that the polyjuice potion is just about ready. So now the school closes for the holidays and the castle is quiet. The Gryffindor common room is just Harry, Hermione, and the Weasleys who opted to stay at school rather than visit Bill in Egypt with their parents. Obviously, they had the option to go to Egypt. They've decided to stay at school. So I don't understand how such a poor family could afford to take seven people on holiday unless they travel like magically
2: there. They don't have to pay for a flight. Yeah, that's what I would assume. They would definitely operate there or like a port key or something. So why don't they do it more often?
0: (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? If it's free to travel, and obviously I guess they're visiting Bill. So once they get there, they have accommodation. So if they can travel magically, they don't have to pay for a flight. If they stay with Bill, they don't have to pay for accommodations. Why are they not there all the time?
2: Maybe they don't like the work he does.
0: Bill is the curse breaker for Gringotts. Yeah, Charlie is the dragon guy. I, I
2: think
1: remember both also, would
0: be very interesting.
1: But there's not like magical communities everywhere in the world, right? So they're not going to go and stay like with muggles.
0: But I assume where Bill is staying would be a magical community, no?
1: But that's what I'm saying. But it's not like they're going to travel all over the world and just stay in random places with muggles. Yeah,
0: but even just between like Egypt where Bill works and Romania where Charlie works... They could take turns. We only ever hear them about them going away twice, and both times they go to Egypt.
1: Actually, when they go to, is it Egypt in the third one? Yeah. But isn't that only because they won some money?
0: Yeah, they won money, and they I guess they went to visit Bill.
1: But why did they need money to travel that time?
0: See? This, yeah, these so are the questions, know. yeah. <laughs> they use that money to travel, but how are they traveling now, and how would they have afforded to take seven people when next year... They have to actually use the winnings to travel.
2: Cost money to operate now, because Fred
1: and George go too, right?
0: Next year the whole family goes. No, this Ex- year. This year. No, no. The only people who went this year were the parents. The kids oh. opted to stay at school. And oh. Bill and Charlie don't live at home, so they're right. not going. Well, no, Bill already lives they, there.
1: They couldn't have operated with Fred and George, but can you operate? Yeah, you can take a minor along with you, but they just yes. do it themselves, right? You can
0: do side by side operation yeah
1: so that what if it costs if you have to pay for like a port key if you want to get a port key set up to somewhere if you have to pay the ministry?
0: I don't know because book four they take the port key to the Quidditch
1: World Cup, but that one is like a ministry sanctioned event, true. But I'm wondering if you want like a personal one or I guess it's just a spell that you have to do. Maybe they
2: could afford to go just the two of them, but they needed the winnings to afford to be able to take all of them.
0: This is what I'm saying though, like, the book makes it sound like the kids had the option to go this time, which means if they decided to go,
2: they would have. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true.
0: All of them would have gone, and that's seven people. But Serena, I like what you're saying that you have to pay for the port key. That would make sense because you're not a, you can't use an unauthorized port key, so it has to be authorized through the ministry.
1: I'm just thinking now, though, in the fifth one, Dumbledore sends them with a port key to Grimald Place.
0: Yeah, that's
1: Dumbledore special.
0: That's Dumbledore because even when he's sending, I think when he's sending Harry back after the whole ministry fiasco, doesn't Fudge say you can't do that right in front of the minister? Dumbledore just does what he wants. He doesn't care what Fudge says. Yeah, true. So I like that idea that you have to pay for the portkey because that would make a little more sense. Okay. Christmas arrives and the Dursleys sent Harry a toothpick via Hedwig. Now, we've also discussed this before. Why do they bother? They never gave him gifts when he lives at home. So why would they bother now? And I also can't see either one of them trying to attach a package to Hedwig's leg. We know especially how Vernon feels about her. Can you just see them trying to attach something to her leg?
2: Maybe she just flies with it in her
0: mouth the whole way. It's only a toothpick. It still confuses me as to why they bother sending him these gifts. I'm wondering if it had something to do with the enchantment that's protecting Harry. And it was a stipulation that Dumbledore laid out when he left Harry on the doorstep. Like, you know what I mean? But because you
1: send him gifts?
0: Yeah. Like they have to send him. He probably said, you have to <laughs> send him something just because that's his home and they're his family. So that's kind of like that connection because, you know, you're going to give your family gifts, right? Because to me, it makes no sense that they're, they're sending him gifts when they didn't even give him gifts when he lived there. And the things they send him are just so stupid. Like, why would you waste your time?
2: If that was in like the stipulations though, don't you think it would be like in the stipulation for every single year that he lived there? Like, please get him something, make him feel like he's part of your family. No, but because when
0: he's there, like he's actually there in their home, he lives there like that's where he physically is. Yeah. But when he's away to kind of still have that attachment with family, that they, they would still have to give him a gift. Because otherwise them sending him gifts makes no sense
1: whatsoever. I think that's hilarious, but also that you might be right. It's hilarious yeah. that
0: they would be like you and you have to send him gifts. You have to send him gifts when he's not here. <laughs> I, but... I don't
1: think that you're necessarily wrong though, because you're right but they only right. send so they him send some stupid shit. Well, we they don't only send him a gift every year. No I think they do. Do
2: Do
1: they?
0: Because they send him I know one time they sent him a sock of Uncle Vernon's then they send him the three gifts that are supposed to represent the Deathly Hollows: the toothpick the tissue and like a coin. Yeah. There's another year that they send him like Uncle Vernon's youth socks and he gives them (laughs) to Dubby like they always send him something stupid.
2: Well no doesn't Dubby get the sock at the end of this
0: book no no not that sock like there's oh. one year that he's actually unless I'm making it up but I'm pretty sure
1: yeah no you're right yeah he yeah gets the sock and he gives it to W and W's like so excited yeah they just he give him stupid, all stupid things
0: so that's all I can think of is Dumbledore's like yeah when he's not here you have to send him a gift I don't care what it is send him <laughs> something okay so, of course, the Christmas feast is fabulous, and after they eat, Hermione informs them that they'll need a bit of whoever they're turning into, and it would be best if they got something of crab and Goyle's, because Malfoy would tell those two anything. Hermione has the entire plan figured out. She has drugged some cakes to knock out Crab and Goyle, at which point Ron and Harry can take some of their hairs before stuffing their bodies in a broom closet. Like, what the fuck, Hermione? <laughs> I'd hate to have her on my bad side. So Hermione already has a hair that she took from Millicent Bulstrode during dueling lessons. So stage one of the plan goes smoothly, and as suspected, Crab and Goyle greedily ate the laced cakes and passed out. Harry and Ron took a few of their hairs and took their shoes before shoving them into a closet and going back to meet Hermione in Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. They divide the potion into three, and they each add the hairs before going into separate stalls to drink it. So Harry turns into Goyle, Ron turns into Crab. They knock on Hermione's stall, but she won't come out. So Ron and Harry head off to find the Slytherin common room. I don't think there was enough fuss made about Hermione coming out of the stall.
1: You do right? Yeah, she's but like... didn't have time, right? Yeah, I know, but she's like, yeah,
0: I'm not coming. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll see you later. I'd be like, what are you talking about? You're not coming. This was your plan. <laughs> and now you're just
2: bailing? And I'd have more questions, obviously. But, but again... I'm- They only have an hour. Yeah, well, she says to them, like, go, you're
0: wasting time. But I'd be like, no, 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 wait, wait. Why aren't you coming? What's wrong?
2: I'll tell you later, just go. (laughs) They also trust her and, like, if she's not coming, there's a reason she's not coming. She just wouldn't up and change her mind.
1: What I find funny is she went through this whole plan that she devised, but they didn't bother to figure out where the Slytherin common room was. Prior. Before they changed into other people. And they're running around trying to figure out where it is
2: my thing is is hermione's pretty smart did she not realize the hair that she was holding was a cat hair and not a human hair and like for whatever reason i just picture millicent having like light colored hair and she turned into like a black cat <laughs> So like the hair literally doesn't match her head man what are you doing
0: if anything you'd think she would have done like a little spell over it just to make sure it was a human hair because she's usually very thorough
2: or like she said, it got left on her robes. Wasn't she like? Didn't she have her in a headlock? Headlock. Taking yeah. that opportunity to like rip a fistful of hair out, even one. Just right. Ruin. That's all even you need. Even one. <laughs> you're
0: like mm, really. So this was a um, a coincidence that I thought was pretty interesting. And this is like I said, these books like J.K. Rowling. She just throws these little things in that you think are completely meaningless, but they're not. Like when. They're looking for the Slytherin common room. They run into that long, curly-haired girl that's a Ravenclaw. Well, that's Penelope Clearwater. And then later on, they also run into Percy, who ends up secretly dating Penelope Clearwater. So they must have been out sneaking to meet each other.
1: Yeah, well, he comes out of the dungeons, right? And they're like,
0: I'll you down here. Yeah, and they ran into her first. Yeah. Right? So I'm like,
1: oh, you sly little devil. There were a, having a little instances that I noticed where I was like, hmm, I know what he's doing. And Draco says that he finds him sneaking around a lot. Mm-hmm. He's meeting up with Miss Penelope. Mm-hmm. Little
0: hookup. Yeah, and she's also the one that is with Hermione when they get petrified. because She's out sneaking around again.
1: I always found it strange it specifically says that they their voices change too but in the movie they have to keep their voice i don't know why i've seen that in so many movies i don't understand why they couldn't no actually
0: you're right they would have just had to do a voiceover they wouldn't have to do
1: yeah there's so many movies where their the voices change yeah why they did that in the movies i always found that so strange so it makes sense if you're going through all the trouble to change into someone that your voice is going to change too
0: meg you look like you were going
1: to say something
2: i was but i'm not (laughs) sure if i'm right i was going to say i think in the movie do they say that Hermione changes into a cat because the potion doesn't work properly on Mudbloods?
0: No, it's not Mudbloods. It's um human. Actually, it's in my notes too. Human animal transformation. Okay, Polyjuice exactly. potion is okay. not okay. meant to mix human and animal. Animal. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm surprised yeah. that that's all that happened to her. Yeah. If it's that dangerous. Like, and she got over it. So it can't be that bad. I, don't I mean, know. It, it took dangerous. a while. She was hot. in the hospital for It a while. took six weeks. Six <laughs> weeks she was in the hospital.
2: That's a lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: It takes a while to get rid of that fur. Would you
2: rather? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Another thing I found really interesting is how Percy doesn't think anything will happen to him. Not because he's a pureblood, but because he's a prefect. Yes. And that shows you. What's that? But he's so dumb yeah but it gives you an insight of the way he thinks and how much stock he puts into like titles and position and that him being a prefect is more important in this case than him being a pureblood
2: sounds like a politician
1: to me
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: he does go into politics
0: so draco shows up and actually takes them to the slytherin common room and the password ironically is pure blood who do you think chooses the password like the head of house
2: I just picture them having a meeting and being like, well, what should it be this week or this month? Whatever. <laughs> because I even can't
1: see McGonagall picking the ones that are Gryffindors, though.
0: Yeah, I don't think she would pick like Fliberty gibbets and such. Maybe the house sounds like
2: um, portraits. Maybe the portraits pick them.
0: Well, that's what I was thinking. But the Ravenclaw common room doesn't have a portrait Their Their common room, the door gives you a riddle and you have to solve the riddle. Because I was wondering if there was, like, predetermined riddles and passwords that they just kind of, I don't know, for?
2: auto-generate type thing. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. It was the 1990s. I don't think they had auto-generation
1: oh, true. stuff like that.
0: Like
2: a magical version of it, perhaps? Maybe.
1: I mean, I could see the heads of house doing it, but I think Dumbledore does Gryffindors. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 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 yeah. the, um, the Hufflepuff one. Is there a password for Hufflepuff? Are you Hufflepuff?
0: oh, we did this. You ha- Megan, you should know this.
1: Yeah, I thought I know. It's something the pear, but you said that's for the kitchen. No,
0: the pear is the kitchen. It's something with the barrel. You have to, I think you have to say Helga, Puffle Huff. Helga Puffle- oh <laughs> Pufflepuff, Helga <laughs> Pufflepuff, Helga Hufflepuff's name a certain way. And then the barrel moves something like that. You know what? I don't know Hold how on. to get
2: into my own common room. Megan, so. I'm so disappointed in you. Let me see. Do I, ha- I should have it here. Hey, Siri. Oh, uh, you have here. to tap the barrels, two from the bottom middle of the second row, in the rhythm of Helga Hufflepuff.
0: So the way to their common room never changes. No. They're the only ones that have the same exact way to get in. You no,
2: know why? Because we're all the ADHD, <laughs> freaking stoner kids. We're not going to remember
1: it if you change it all the time. <laughs> no one's trying to break into the hufflepuff common room oh my god i would they have all the
2: snacks <laughs> so the snacks are in the kitchen across the way oh yeah, true, true, true the pear.
1: True. And, yeah. the and, pair.
2: and that never
0: changes either just tickle the pear and you go okay so it turns out that the only thing that draco knows about the chamber of secrets is that the last time that it was open a girl had died and whoever opened it was expelled ron and harry's hour as crab and goyle has come to an end and they head back to meet Hermione. They turn back into themselves, which apparently is nowhere as near as painful as turning into Crab and Goyle was. And I guess that's like kind of saying that being in someone else's shoes is much harder than being in your own, because when they change into Crab and Goyle, it was really painful. Mm-hmm. And then they just change back into themselves without a fuss. So Hermione's still in the stall, and Ron bangs on the door for her to come out, and she tells them to go away. Myrtle appears and she's completely gleeful about whatever has Hermione upset. (laughs) So She she clearly enjoys the other people's misery because it makes her probably her bitter life seem a little brighter. And it's no wonder nobody liked her when she was in school.
2: Is she the one that died when the chamber was open, right?
0: Yeah. Hermione eventually steps out of the stall and she has the face of a cat. So the hair that she took from Millicent Balstrode was a cat hair and the polyjuice potion is not meant for human animal transformations. So Ron and Harry take Hermione to the hospital wing while Myrtle is still reveling in her misfortune.
1: And that is the end of the chapter. You guys have any notes? Anything else I missed? So I was wrong last week. So Draco's dad wasn't at school when the chamber was open last time. He just knows about it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's I don't know why true. I thought
1: he was there, but then Draco said it was 50 years ago. So it was before his time wasn't he at
0: school with See, that's what I thought I yeah guess. because Bellatrix was for sure yeah with oh yeah yeah she was. She went to school with Voldemort so wouldn't Lucius have that's what I thought when I was editing the and listening back to some of the chapters we've done there's so many things that I question that I'm like really should know this but then I get so confused because like I said Bellatrix I'm a hundred percent sure was at school with tom riddle
1: one of yeah one of the lestranges it might have maybe it was her brother she no, doesn't have a brother her, no, she has two hus- sisters no her husband because she's married yes. into the Lestrange family rudolphus rudolphus so yeah rudolphus so i think maybe it was him that was in school at baltimore there but, was which,
0: but they're all this around the same age should they not have been there together like um bellatrix narcissa lucius all of them
1: that's what I thought. Hang on, I'm looking. So she was born in 51.
0: Not in the same year, but they would have been at school two, around the yeah. same time, correct? Because I think Bellatrix is the oldest sister, if I'm not mistaken. There's Tom Bellatrix, 40. Narcissa, and Andromeda.
1: Tom Riddle was born in 26.
0: And when was she born? 54. Oh, Why did I think she was at school with him? That's what I thought too.
1: But I think it was Rudolphus. But I still thought that, I don't know why I thought that Lucius was there when the chamber was open and everything but I guess not Voldemort's Capricorn apparently
0: (laughs) (laughs) even was it last episode we were discussing the um like the generations and Harry and Voldemort being related Mm -hmm. which they are but that Harry I thought was also an heir of Slytherin but he's Mm -hmm. not because how did we figure this out again it's from like the the mom's side
1: yeah, so the Peverils are not descendants of Slytherin. So Harry's from a different brother. No, no,
0: I thought the Slytherin married into the Peveril family from the older brother's side and that's why Harry's from the second brother so there, he's not actually a descendant of Slytherin whereas Tom is.
1: They're related through Marvel, Gaunt, but they're not they're not descended from Slytherin. A Slytherin and a and uh Peveril. Married at some point,
0: yes, and then exactly. had
1: Marvolo gone to had Maropi, who had Tom Riddle, and the right. line ended there, so that's why he's the only heir of Slytherin. Okay, all right, and then a different Peveril had children and children and children, and eventually led to Harry, yes, Ignotus
2: Peveril. I'm yeah, looking, Harry, I'm looking at the family map right now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes, um, Tom Riddle is
0: from Cadmus, and um, Harry is from Ignotus, but they're mm-hmm. brothers,
1: yeah. But I'm saying the Peverell family is not descended from Slytherin, though.
0: The Slytherin married into the Peverells. Yeah. Yeah. At some
1: point, a Slytherin and a a Peverell married, but they're not descended. So like a Slytherin,
0: a Slytherin, I assume a Slytherin female married the second brother, Cadmus, and they had the generations which Tom is descended from.
1: It's not Cadmus, it's like a descendant of Cadmus. Oh, yeah, right, 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 Cadmus, right, right. Many generations. Yeah, yeah, it's like way
2: down.
0: Isn't it funny how it says many generations? Yes. Yeah, many so generations. It's, it's like
1: Cadmus and then
2: cells are Slytherin and it says many generations, and then they both lead to
1: Marvelous. Marvolo. Yeah. And then Marvel um, only had Moropian morphin. Because and then Tom. the only child that came out of that was Tom. Tom. Yeah. yeah. And that's how okay. he's the only descendant. Because so I was like, how is he the only remaining descendant of Slytherin? Yeah.
0: And I know, I mean, I know we've been talking about this so often, but I just find it so interesting and I really want to understand it. I think that's it for this chapter. So Megan, we're going to head over to you for Would You Rather? Why are you smiling?
2: <laughs> <laughs> this week's Would You Rather question is, would you rather have to drink a sickly yellow polyjose potion, a murky brown, polyjuice potion or a khaki bogey polyjuice potion
0: yellow brown or bogey
2: yeah and like in my mind they taste like what they look like
0: i'm thinking brown I'm
2: thinking brown t-
0: and not because i don't think it would taste like poop i think it would taste like mud
2: yeah i'm not down yeah, for that
1: earthy
0: yeah i like things that taste earthy so <laughs> i'm drinking mud Sweet. i feel like the the bogey one would make me
2: gag See, that's the one I'm going for because I assume, so it's going to be like thick. I've had mucus in my mouth. There's always mucus in my fucking throat all the time. I don't want to put mud in my mouth. Me too, but I I I don't want to drink it. I definitely do not want to drink bile because that's what the yellow one I feel is going to taste like. So I'd rather take the saltiness of like that and mm -hmm, I'm good. See, I feel like the yellow one is going to be like urine or bile.
0: Bile, and, yeah. And the green one, like the texture of phlegm and
2: mucus. Oh I my don't think g- it has the texture, though. They all, the texture oh, of it, it's just the taste. I'm pretty sure they have different textures as well, don't
1: they? Except they all frothed and bubbled.
0: But either way.
1: But I think they do. I think just I'm just safe of, with like, mud. The brown one could be chocolatey. Well, it could also like, be mama.
0: poop, but I'm going with mud. <laughs> Which one are you drinking, Serena.
1: I don't know. I feel like brown. Why? I don't know why? I'm not sure. I just. I feel like. I think it's because brown just seems like the most natural color for a beverage. So I wouldn't be looking at it like. <laughs> I don't know. I know that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, what? But I just feel like why <laughs> the if my most drink natural green? color for a beverage is clearly... You're water. thinking coffee, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. She's just... thinking like coffee, Coca-Cola, Kahlua, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, chocolate milk. Like you know, I feel like my brain would just be like okay you know maybe this will taste good and then just chug it whereas like if it's green I'm kind of like why is this green
2: but it's not green it's khaki so it's like a clear yeah khaki's
1: ifish I can only think of a few things that that would taste like and I feel like that one's more likely to taste like poop for some reason that one's giving me diarrhea like I have a four-month-old baby it's it's gonna look like his poop you know
0: the khaki one
1: yeah see (laughs) different perspectives (laughs) yeah right (laughs) So two brown and
0: one, what color are you drinking, Meg? The khaki. The, bogey. the khaki one? Yeah. Oh, I still have shivers thinking about drinking phlegm. <laughs>
2: it comes up every morning man like I know up not in that's the thing better <laughs> out than in you ever been driving and you cough it up you got nowhere to spit it out the it window, somewhere. Make it. oh no absolutely not I did that one time and it flew back in and hit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so nope in the winter I have like a water bottle in my car like a plastic uh, one cause I'm like what do you mean you have nowhere you have the whole world no <laughs> Are you, yeah, yeah no, so if I'm plan. driving 120 down the, the highway i'm not spitting that out the window
1: oh my god why do you have so much phlegm that you need a bottle in your car
2: if i get sick like when i get sick in the winter oh, okay okay That's
0: fine. then you're phlegmy yeah, yeah. then like so i'm really phlegmy and there. i need somewhere to spit it it's funny because i notice after work i get very phlegmy which is weird maybe because like the chemicals and whatever maybe? i also smoke mm-hmm. right so all right megan Give us homework for next week, please.
2: Yeah, homework for next week is to read chapter 13, The Very Secret Diary.
0: Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, leaving us a rating and review would be awesome. And maybe mention us to all of your Potter friends. That brings us to the end of this episode. Join us next week as we continue reading through the Harry Potter series. You can send any questions, comments, or concerns to podcast at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast.